Welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk, where sales leaders go for advice, tips, and resources to hire high-performing sales talent. If you find the hiring process challenging or have been disappointed when a hire couldn't sell, you're not alone. Make your sales hiring interviews rock with Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Here are your co-hosts, Jennifer Leak and Suzanne Paling. We're talking again with Kevin F. Davis in this part two of a three-part interview with him. We continue to get his thoughts and ideas on the candidate experience in the phone interview. Kevin, so far we've talked about sales leaders in the phone interview, but let's talk about the sales candidates because I don't think all sales candidates even know what to expect from a phone or a screening interview. And it may not be their fault that they're not as prepared as you would want them to be because you don't want to lose a good candidate because no fault of their own, they've never had a real phone interview. So the question is, how can a sales hiring manager do a better job when they're setting up that first step with the candidate so that the candidate comes more prepared for this initial conversation? You know, I I don't think I want to provide any guidance to a candidate prior to an interview. I think that sometimes a mistake that managers make is where we tell the candidates exactly what we're looking for. And then they say, hey, that's me. (laughs) I would rather try to explore whether or not they have the qualities that I'm looking for without them knowing what I'm looking for. And I do think that at the beginning of a hiring interview, obviously, we want to try to put the person at ease. It depends. I mean, if you're hiring for an inside sales position, then the initial screen is all the more important because you're dealing their phone skills, their diction, their vocabulary, and their ability to think quickly on their feet. These are things that you're properly assessing during the interview because that is the preview of coming attractions if they do end up being on your team. But I think that getting back to how do you open that screen? And I think the way I did it was I just say, hey, thanks for taking time to talk with me today. And what I would do is I would set an initial screen for 20 minutes, no longer than 30. And I would just say, hey, thanks for taking time to talk with me today. My goal is to ask you a few questions about yourself, share a little bit about the opportunity, and then certainly open it up to you and let you ask some questions of me. I am conducting a number of these initial phone interviews. And so my process will be doing an initial phone interview and then making a decision as to who I would like to bring in for a face-to-face. And when you describe it that way, they're not expecting a decision from you at the end of the discussion, whether or not you want to interview this person. But if you do want to interview this person, you should make the decision by the end of the interview and bring them in and schedule that time. But it just limits your exposure there. So that's what I did. And I didn't really spend a lot of time trying to educate them about my opportunity. I mean, that's one of the questions that you can ask is what steps did you take to prepare for this interview? Yeah, those are good points. And I think the way you articulated what you said, you know, setting it up, they got on the phone, not expecting an interview. You very clearly stated that it was and what you were going to do. And I think that's good advice for sales hiring leaders to follow. I agree. And I am in complete agreement on capping it at 20 minutes, 30 minutes max, which for reasons I've never quite understood is upsetting to some candidates on the other end of the line. They want to keep it going and keep talking and they, they seem to be uncomfortable with that. Kevin, also in your book, The Sales Manager's Guide to Greatness, you shared that the phone or screening interview is meant to weed out candidates who are obviously a poor fit. As a result, you want to decide whether or not a candidate should be scheduled for a longer face-to-face interview. So I have two questions for you around that. The first one is, what questions should a sales leader ask to meet your goal of listening for a good fit? 
Do you have any suggestions around questions like that? Well, one of my favorite questions to ask in the initial screen is, since you have decided to make a job change, what criteria are you using to select your next employer? Then listen very carefully to their answer and tells you, A, how thoughtful this person is. If they haven't really thought out what it is they're looking for from their next employer, it may not be the successful individual that would really make a difference here. So I'm looking for a well thought out, well, I'm looking for this, that, this, and that. And that opens up a whole nother series of questions that you can ask based on how they do answer that question. I'm looking for a goal-oriented, positive workplace. Just say they answered that. What, what in your past led you to prioritize that particular factor in what you're looking for. You know, the problem with most initial screens, managers do them, and I categorize myself in this, was we're just way too superficial. And that this question just kind of gets right to it and mixes things up, helps you understand from where this candidate is coming and sets up a series of thought-provoking follow-up questions. You know, and again, you obviously are looking for how can I take 10 minutes of my time and 10 minutes of their time? Because then when you're going to turn things around and then ask questions of you, which should be the latter half of the screening interview, the best candidates I hired in my past, I've probably hired 250 salespeople, were the ones that interviewed me more than I interviewed them. So what kind of questions are they asking? That tells you a lot about where they're coming from. I'd like to comment on the fact that you said sometimes we get too superficial in it. And then you just said when they interview you, the candidate is also not being too superficial either. So it's really having that in-depth conversation in 10 minutes each. It's just amazing that that all happens in that short of time. Yeah. A candidate that says, what does your best salesperson do that your average ones don't? I'm like, oh, now that's a good question. You know, I mean, if the candidate makes me think, I mean, ultimately, that's what I want a good salesperson to do is make my prospects think. So can they trigger that same thing in us? So again, kind of getting back to where we often mess up in this interview is we tend to hire in our own image. We're trying to find somebody that sounds like us and we got to get better than that. I agree. Not all, but some sales leaders do too much talking in the interview. And so for that reason alone, I think that's a fantastic question because they can't talk too much. They now have to let the salesperson, the candidate speak and learn about them. My second question is, what have been some of your go-to questions that generate energy and conversation from a candidate in the phone interview? I've given one of them so far, but another question I like to ask is, tell me about the biggest sale you ever lost and why you lost it. And then listen very carefully to their answer. If their answer is based on they did something wrong, or I did this, or I didn't do that, I didn't get to the right decision maker, or something like that, that's good because it suggests that this candidate has some humility, which is essential for coachability. And I think the most important criteria for hiring salespeople today is, is this person coachable? Mm-hmm. But you can't just ask them, are you coachable? Because everybody will say yes. So the way you find out if they will be or are the type of person's coachable is, tell me about the biggest sale you ever lost and why you lost it. But if, if they answer that question by blaming external factors, well, our product wasn't really ready. We didn't get the support from professional services that we ordinarily do. 
we kind of dropped the ball with the installation. They're blaming external factors for a failure. That is somebody who, if you did hire them, they're not open to the mistakes they make themselves. And that means they're not coachable. I found it interesting. As you started out with the question, I thought you were going to say the biggest sale you ever got. And I would think that's maybe where sales candidates would think you were going. And then when you said lost, it was, oh, wow, that's different than I was expecting. Did you ever get that reaction from the candidates too? No. I mean, if they had that reaction, they didn't tell me they had it. That's right. You were on the phone with them, so you couldn't see yeah. the mouth drop, right? <laughs> right. No, I'm just trying to ask them questions that other interviewers probably won't ask. They all want to talk about their successes. No, thanks. I want to talk about their biggest failure. We learn a lot about ourselves through failure, right? Failure yes. is an indispensable teacher of success success principles. But back to the person that blames external factors for failure, they're missing life's lessons in sales. That's the flaw. They're missing life's lessons because they're pushing them away from themselves and not recognizing that they have to get better. And that is coachability, right? Absolutely. Desire and willingness to get better and realize that success is a journey yeah, wanting to get better is probably what everybody will say they want. And then being willing to get better is what you're saying with that coachability, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the first step of any improvement process is recognizing you have a problem. I don't care what the problem is, but that's kind of a life principle and recognizing you have a problem. And if they're unable or incapable or unwilling to realize that they have a problem in their sales skills or approach to the profession of selling, they're going to continue to miss those signs in the future. And that's not the person that I want on my team. I want somebody who's like a lot better in month 12 than they were in, in their first month. Thank you again, Kevin, for joining us today. If you're listening, please like, comment, and especially share this podcast with others. Don't forget to follow us so you don't miss part three of the candidate experience in the phone interview. We're here to be a resource for you. Visit saleshiringstraighttalk.com to listen to more episodes in the growing podcast library. Sales Hiring Straight Talk. So your sales hiring interviews rock.